Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I recently read that a hiker's motto is, hike your own hike. And I think basically this means to resist the urge to compare how many miles you hike in a day with the next guy. Now I've got friends who absolutely love to hike. And I can tell you they would probably go circles around me if we were out there together. I've been on a couple of hikes with my husband. And while we have immensely enjoyed nature, it is definitely not something that is in my wheelhouse. I think that we often find ourselves comparing our lives to other people's lives. Research has even suggested that when we weigh our lives against others, we spend more time alone and we pull away from even close friends and family that we love to be with. So why do we do this? Why compare? What benefit could we possibly get? Now, I'm a firm believer that what we think and focus on can often become our reality. But don't worry, I'm not being new age here. Um, I think just accepting that we follow our thoughts with action is a real thing. Comparing often goes two ways, I think. Either we think we're better, than other people, or maybe we think that we are less than or beneath someone. Well, I have found that I tend to fall into the second category. I feel less than. Now, it's horrible to think that we can make a snap decision about knowing someone if we if we want to get to know them, if we like them or not, um, in 10 seconds. That's actually what scientists say. It's about 10 seconds, we make a decision, if we like somebody or not upon first meeting them. Now, I have known some people for years, and honestly, I'm still not sure if I like them or not. (laughs) I think that comparing is such a horrible trap that we can fall into. I guess the reason that I find myself less than often whenever I look at my life compared to other people, I suppose it's because I highlight my flaws. What I read actually was that men often compare themselves to other men by way of the question, what do you do for a living? With women, (laughs) we're so like superficial. (laughs) We often use looks and body type for comparison. I think that's ridiculous. We are all completely unique and individuals, and yet we still do this. We still look at someone who's maybe taller or thinner or more fit than we are, and We just make a decision about them because we feel inadequate. So there's actually um, a quote that I really love, and it's by uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And he says, comparison is the thief of joy. How many friendships have we possibly missed out on because we've just made a decision in a split second that we didn't like somebody because they had the wrong shoes on or, you know, maybe their hair was better than ours. I mean, to me, that's honestly totally ridiculous. And like I said, superficial. But we do it all the time. Sometimes we forget that that's not our job. In fact, it's nobody's job. There is not a job description anywhere that says certain people get to decide who is better than someone else. That's ridiculous. Now, I looked up comparison in the Bible and what does that do and how that can destroy us, or is there a positive side to this? So I found Isaiah 64, 8, and it says, Still, God, you are our Father. We're the clay, and you're the potter. All of us are what you've made us. So why do we struggle with the proverbial measuring stick? Well, first of all, like I said, we're human. 
God knew that we would struggle with this. Comparison actually began way back in the Garden of Eden with two brothers, Cain and Abel. I mean, seriously, you would think you've got two brothers and they're the only two on the planet. And what do they do? They fight. And what happens? One of them kills the other one. It's ridiculous. So Cain got angry. It was Cain and Abel. And Cain got angry with his brother Abel because he saw that God's acceptance of Abel's sacrifices were pleasing to God. Cain and then God had a little sidebar where God warned him that if he didn't do what was right, then sin was crouching at his door. God even went so far as to tell him, but you must rule over it. Basically, God's warning him, watch out because something horrible is going to happen if you don't put yourself in check. Basically, that was like God saying, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Long story short, Cain actually gave in to his feelings of comparison. And he told his brother, hey, let's go out in the, uh, let's go for a walk in the wilderness and hang out together, have a little brother bonding time. And then what does Cain do? Cain kills his brother. This goes pretty far. I mean, I've never held (laughs) feelings so bad that I have acted on them and, you know, murdered anyone. But I have formed wrong opinions and I've had bad feelings towards other people based on my bias, on, on my perception of who they were and how they measured up into what I thought life should look like. Now, that's hard. <laughs> and the Bible calls us to love without condition. Are you kidding me? Without condition? I mean, we put conditions on everything, right? We put conditions on our friendships. We put conditions even with our family relationships, with our jobs. We put conditions on all kinds of things. And yet God tells us that we are to love without condition. So hard. (laughs) But especially if we have a hard time even loving who God made us. I know some people that they just cannot stand who they are. They feel like they are less than everybody, not just a few people, but they have these feelings that they're never good enough. And maybe sometimes those feelings came from what other people kind of spoke into their life and, and told them they weren't going to amount to anything, or maybe they weren't loved fully growing up, or they were in an abusive or bad relationship. And so they carried those things and those words that were said to them, and they took them to heart. And so it's really hard to love other people without conditions and without measuring sticks if we're constantly doing that to ourselves. Genesis says that we are created in his image. Um, Ephesians calls us his workmanship, talking about God. We are unique. I mean, you are one of a kind. Thank God that there's only one of each of us. Can you imagine if there was a bunch of Amy's running around or a bunch of you's running around? I mean, if we look at ourselves, we realize we have pros and cons about ourselves, right? We all have things that we think we're really good at, and we have things that we know that we are terrible at. And if we were just carbon copies, I mean, there honestly, it would re, it would remove the entire case for comparison because if we're all the same, there's nothing to compare. But God didn't want us to be like that. God wanted us to be completely unique, to be one of a kind. 
God's not expecting us to be anyone other than who he made us to be. Second Peter 1, 3 in the message, I really like how it reads. It says, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. You see, there's no measuring tape of perfection. <laughs> I don't know if when you were growing up, you had one of those, the height measuring things in the doorway where you would stand there and your mom or dad would take a pen and they would mark it and then mark the date how tall you were at that time as you were growing. Yeah, I didn't have one of those because I'm pretty sure by about second grade I quit growing. (laughs) So my mom would have only had like three little lines on the wall and it wouldn't even have mattered. Now my daughter on the other hand took totally after my husband, her dad, and she's probably going to be about six feet tall when it's all said and done here. But God doesn't do that to us. God doesn't tell us to stand against the wall so that he can measure us and then call the next person and and mark their line and say, oh, look, they're better than you. They're, They're growing spiritually and they're maturing more than you are. You have to understand, this is your hike. This is your relationship with God. And we have to take it as such. We have to make it personal. Just like the message says that, Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has already been given to us. God has already opened the floodgates of who he is to us. I mean, as much as our little pea brains can possibly understand, he has given us everything we need to have a personal relationship with him that doesn't have to look like somebody else's relationship. My relationship with my husband is very specific. I don't have a friend of any kind that has the same relationship that my husband and I have. And that's how God wants your relationship with him to be. He wants it to be you and him. We can encourage each other. We can reach out to each other. We can pray for each other. But we are never going to have the exact same relationship and the same kind of interactions with God that everybody else has. So God says that loving him and loving others, that's the ruler. That's what he commands us to do. He wants us to love him with everything that we have. And he wants us to love others unconditionally. This can be really hard for those of us that want to compare all the time. And especially whenever we see things in other people's lives that we don't agree with, it can be really hard to still love them. Total confession, this is something that I deal with. I struggle with loving people that I find very unlovable. And I have encountered these people time and time again in my life. The faces look different, but my attitude seems to stay the same. People do things, they hurt other people, and I don't want to have compassion. I don't want to love them. I want to hold the measuring stick of life up and say, man, you fell short. But that's not my job. My job is to not compare, but to love to reach out as much as I can to other people and hopefully guide them into a relationship of their own accord with God. If I can be an encouragement along the way, that's what I want to do. But I don't get to tell you how to have your relationship with God. I can tell you what works for me and I can give you the little cliff notes of the things that God has done in my life, but it's completely up to you to have a relationship with God that's all your own. I think that when we get caught up in comparing, we lose sight of our call to love. Let's not let that be the thief of joy in our lives today. 
As always, I hope that you were encouraged by something said today and hike your own hike. If you'd like to follow me for scriptures or more encouragement, feel free to look me up on Instagram at ChirpCastAmy, and we'll catch you next time. Hike your own hike.